The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. LinkedIn News. Hi, I'm Daniel Roth, LinkedIn's Editor-in-Chief. Welcome to This Is Working. On this show, we talk to leaders who have a significant impact on how we work and how we live. Today, we're talking about Lego with my guest, Lego Group CEO, Niels Christensen. There's not a kid on earth who doesn't know Lego. Those familiar bricks have been at the heart of imaginative play for nearly a century. But Lego tripped on a brick of sorts in 2017. Kids were surrounded by digital demands on their attention and the Denmark-based company reported its first profit loss in over a decade. That's when the company turned to Niels Christensen. He's a veteran from the high-tech and manufacturing space, and he knows a lot about growing mature companies. Since taking on the CEO role, Christensen has helped bridge the gap between the classic Lego and what customers demand today, and it's working. The Lego group is once again incredibly profitable. I connected with Niels while he was in Lego's new Denmark headquarters. This was a building five years in the making, and while the world of work has shifted since then, Lego's model still celebrates in-person work. Here's our conversation. We basically, we don't have a work condition where people can work from home every day. And therefore, I think we've just uh, made sure the campus here is super exciting. This is a fun and playful uh, campus to be in. There are a lot of activities that happens here. You can play mini golf. There are many places for teams to get together. You can have quiet places if you need to focus. There is like uh, Lego bricks for building everywhere. There are there are baristas out there on every floor. Actually, to really make it a great experience to come in and be here and be with colleagues and have the fun and togetherness that comes with that. So we spend a lot of making sure that is there and that you can actually, as an individual, you don't sit at the same in the same office or at the same table every day. It depends on what you do, who you work with, and what team you're you're in today. And that allows, I think a lot of flexibility that uh, that employees like. And I think those kind of things have just become more important during the last couple of years. Can we talk a little bit about Virginia? So you've got a billion dollar manufacturing facility going up in the US. What are you hoping to achieve by having this the, the plant here? I mean, our philosophy has actually been for a while that we want to be we want to be regional in the world, as we say. So we want to kind of produce product in the Americas for the Americas, same in Europe, for Europe and in Asia, for, for, for Asia. And the logic is, of course, the proximity to consumers so we can cater for mixed changes and, and, and whatever they would like to see right now, but also from sustainability reasons. We do not want to have a lot of uh, Lego sets uh, floating around on boats that needs to be transported here and there. So the proximity matters for us. As we are very successful in the U.S. market and the brand is growing, we uh, we need more capacity, and it was only logical, I think, to be closest to what is the biggest market we have. There are many Americans really falling in love with the Lego brand right now, and we want to sustain that going forward. So we wanted the factory to be in the U.S., and we and we ended up opting for, for Richmond, Virginia. Or were you always committed to keeping these, uh, these, these plants closer to your consumers? And we've always been committed to keeping them close, also because, like, in, in the Lego box, there is a there's just too much air to ship around the, the, the globe. Ah. And, and, and we were, we've been very conscious about also the sustainability element or the CO2 emission coming from all the transportation around. And now it's been all on our agenda for, for a long time, actually. The other area where you are 
bucking trends or, or going your own way is with opening brick and mortar stores, being committed to a retail experience. What made you decide that you wanted to really expand into having your own stores? The physical Lego branded stores are a unique opportunity for us to really allow allow consumers and kids to get bricks in their hands and, and, and experience our universe, all the things we can do within the brand in, in the physical world. So uh, I actually... I had the opportunity to be in the Fifth uh, Avenue, uh, New York, our flagship, and seeing like all these families and kids come in and the joy they have and the fun and the smiles and the energy in store playing around. Then it's less important for me whether they actually transact with us or buy something. It builds their desire for our products. So it's really more a brand builder experience, physical experience uh, for consumers than it's kind of directly focused on transactions. And as I was reading an, an interview with you where you talk about how much of your leadership style is influenced by the way that you grew up. Your parents would say, go out and play and come back whenever. You were given very few boundaries around uh, coming home or what you did during the day. How much does that influence you today? It sits in me, this fact that I would actually like to show people trust. I believe it's much better to uh, uh, to operate within that and in every person actually uh, having that person being responsible. So it's not like I'm just doing what somebody told me to do. Now I'm actually also doing what I think is the right thing to do within this, uh, within this frame and whatever the, this company is trying to do. Uh, so so I, I do think it has, uh, it has influenced me. It's definitely influenced the way I've raised my own kids. When you set goals for the company, what are you looking at for your managers? What do you want them to achieve? For us, we have very clear target on, on customer satisfaction, on consumer satisfaction, on employee satisfaction, and that we get we all get measured on, we all get paid bonus on. And it just means that we have to do business in a good way. And if, if you come out of the year with reasonable good financials, but you have very happy uh, employees that serve happy customers, I think that's a good chance that you will do another good year the year after. And it's super dangerous if if 90% of your steering comes from financial numbers. Let's talk five, 10 That's years awesome. out. You are investing significantly in digital. How will these investments change Lego? We're trying to, to create this really, truly digitally uh, enabled brand. And uh, just, just, I mean, there are several examples. Just take, take kids today. They spend a lot of their time online. That's where they are. That's where they expect brands like us to be with them. Now, we provide a truly unique, also physical experience by building and, and, and playing with the with Lego bricks, uh, but, but we need to bridge this. We need to be present where they are. We need to bring Lego type experiences in the digital world, but we also need to tie them to, to the physical world so we can bring that entire universe uh, uh, to kids. So this is the way for us to become nimble and agile and, 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 and really relevant throughout, uh, and it's quite a transformation. How do you transform, though, without losing your DNA or what makes you uniquely special? I mean, very simply, the brick is at the heart. So we're not going away from the brick. We are we're using digital to enhance the experience you get around the brick. At the end of the day, I actually think we will be doing most of our business. Also 10 and 20 years from now by selling bricks. But the entire Lego universe will be enabling to combining the physical brick build with a lot of experiences on the digital side that would allow you to jump forth and back. You create something here, then you have it out here. You build something physically and we allow you to have it in the digital world and 
play around and whatever. All right, and I'd love to uh, finish these interviews with um, with a question about uh, career advice. Can you talk a little bit about what advice you give to people when they're just starting their career? So I think it's important early on in the career to work with things you really like, where you are just naturally curious about it because, because it's interesting. You tend to excel in doing what you really, really like, and this extra hour or whatever you you want to put in at some point, just make it come so much easier to put that in if you really enjoy what it is. If you can combine that with actually finding finding a good leader to work for and work closely with, I think that's where whatever leadership skills you can you can learn by being close to somebody early in career, I think that will actually make your career path steeper. That was Niels Christensen, CEO of the Lego Group. Dive deeper into this conversation, check out my newsletter on LinkedIn. It's also called This Is Working. Niels talked about Lego's policy on in-person work, and I've been hearing more and more fragmentation on this policy from business leaders. Some companies see hybrid as their future. Others, particularly in creative industries, want their people back ASAP. I'd love your perspective on this. How would you rather work, and what do you think happens when there are so many options for employees? Let me know wherever you talk about your podcasts. You can tag me into the conversation using the hashtag ThisIsWorking. Bonus points if you upload a picture of a recent Lego creation. Please remember to rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening app. It helps so much. This Is Working is a production of LinkedIn News. The show is produced by Sarah Storm with help from Stephen Valdivia, Taisha Henry, Victoria Taylor, and Candace Weiner. Joe DiGiorgi mixes our show. Florencia Iriando is head of original audio and video. Dave Pond is our head of news production. I'm Dan Roth, LinkedIn's editor-in-chief. Stay strong. See you soon.